Holy shit. Uh, guys, I've been to 3D Systems. That's in my hometown of Rock Hill, South Carolina. I did a field trip there. I applied for a job there. I knew about them way back in 2006, Patrick, so suck these nuts. Welcome to the Roots Research Report. <laughs> my name is Patrick. I'm Major. And I'm Tim. Today we are talking about the ZOM follow-up, Olympics, psychedelics are legal in California, global warming, the WWR inclusion into the Russell small cap, and the GME offering. Major, why don't you start us off by talking about ZOM and the follow-up to last week's PSA? Absolutely. If you guys are playing a drinking game at home, uh, drink every time I say I told you so, because I told you so. <laughs> so humble. I try to be. I try to be. Uh but I'm not Kendrick Lamar, I'll tell you that right now. Last week in the podcast, we talked about the, you know, just a, a general PSA about not believing everything you see on the internet, especially Reddit. Uh, always doing your own due diligence. You know, don't try to play the, the quick pump and dump. Because that's exactly, you know, you know who got played during the pump and dump? It was the ZOM shareholders. Uh, you see, uh, we see on the daily chart, like, it spiked up to 95 cents in the pre-market, like, early, early in the morning. And then dropped down to the lowest price we'd seen since it went back over a dollar. So, you know, kind of like the opposite of a pump and dump, more of a dump and dump, which is, you know, unless you're shorting the company, uh, not very profitable. Typically, a dump and dump is not what you want to go for. Not before I've had my morning coffee anyway. No. You only said I told you so once there, Major. Yeah, uh, but that was a second time to drink. Yeah, it's just the first, star. it's the start of the episode. I want to make sure they make it through the whole way. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So beyond that, the uh, Olympics coming up, uh, how can we make money on this? That's what I want to know is like, what happens when the Olympics are up? Obviously, I think we need to be looking at like travel, like Airbnbs, uh, flights, yeah, cruises, anything. Well, are people taking cruises to the Olympics or are they going to use the uh, airplane? Probably airplanes. I know that the United States just launched the first cruise in 15 months, if I remember correctly. However, it's all uh, employees, so not quite available for the public yet. It's like a test run. Yeah. I don't know how excited people are about cruises after, you know, the pandemic, actually. I feel like it kind of reminds everyone that you're kind of stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Why would I want to, like, go from being stuck in my house to being stuck on a houseboat? I want to travel. I want to see the world on Google Maps because you got to watch out for that Delta variant. Yeah, you just scroll through, you know. You don't need a plane ticket. Go anywhere. Oh, I can't go anywhere. I need to need to stay home and, and trade these stocks. So when did the uh, Olympics start? Uh, I believe they start um, July 23rd, and they're going to run all the way through August 8th, which is a Sunday. Are you, uh, are you looking forward to it, Tim? I am looking forward to it, yeah. I'm, I'm a big swimming fan, so looking forward to watching the events. And, I don't know, there's always some unique kind of things, like watching like table tennis or fencing. It's kind of fun, just to tune in. Oh, the, the, yeah, those are a lot of fun. But, yeah, no, right? That's what I'm here for. How do we make money on this? Uh, I know they have a bunch of sponsors, right? Alibaba probably being one of the hottest names. Airbnb, obviously. Um, do I need to give a disclosure that I own a share, a single share of Airbnb to the moon guys, to the moon, I guess it doesn't hurt. You might want to look at Coca-Cola. If something else bad sort of happens to them, I know Cristiano Ronaldo just had a, uh, interview where he removed the Coca-Cola bottles from in front of him. 
and told everyone that they should drink water. So you might uh, might see this as kind of a a threat. You think he's a Doge coin holder? Cristiano Ronaldo? Maybe. Yeah, you think he's fighting know. against the uh, the big money? I don't know. I don't what know. about uh? I know GE's going to be a big one too, and they've got a reverse stock split coming up. You have Ooh, any thoughts on that? No, I didn't actually so, know that they had a reverse stock split coming up. That's good info. I mean, probably because you shouldn't be following them anyway. We have way too many important tickers to, to go over. Uh, but yeah, no, GE's got like a one for eight reverse stock split coming up. And also Intel, they're going to be on the list too. You think they're going to make a comeback? I know they were hurting for a while. Intel? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as with, long as you're making chips. Yeah, with the chip shortage right now, it's players' market. You can, as long as you're in the game, you're 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 winning. Did anybody have any opinions on the uh, the GME offering that came out um, this past week? It was a little over a billion dollars. Yeah, talk about maximizing your money. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go into to like the logistics of it because Patrick went into the logistics of it last week with AMC, you know, just basically doing the right thing, you know, getting uh, the most amount of money for the least amount of shares. Uh, the most surprising thing for me was that the price went up, which is very, very rare. I'd say one out of a hundred offerings make the price go up. Yeah, it, it was pretty unique there. That was uh, interesting. But uh, what I like to would like to say is uh, we called that last week. We talked about GME they should be doing this right now. And then they did it the, the following week. Oh, do you think they're listening to the podcast? They definitely were listening to the podcast. The whole eight views we have. One of them was Cohen. Or the new guy, right? The new guy just started Monday? Starting off with a banger, huh? Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do it, like, way sooner. I think because Cohen's a man of the people. He's got so much sentiment and, like, ego. And, I mean, he's so rich. Like, at some point, money doesn't matter anymore. You have to go to other things. And, like, you know, we all saw... We all saw like the sentiment change on uh, Elon Musk, right? So, you know, if retail investors love Cohen and Cohen's going to be doing this for a long, long time, you know, with different companies, he went from Chewy, there's another company and then GameStop. Uh, I don't think he's getting out of the business anytime soon. So I think social sentiment is probably more important for him than money at this point when you're, when you're that rich. It's weird how like you kind of just have like a, a following and like the shareholders basically follow you from company to company and like make it successful. Uh, well, Chamath has that with uh, his SPACs, right? I, I guess it's just a proven track record. What I find most interesting is stuff like uh, Hindenburg or like Burry, you know, where they're short sellers and they're so famous that whenever they short a stock, it goes out and then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy it's incredible. Yeah, which in turn makes it go down, which makes them right, which then increases their following. It's just kind of a feedback loop. It's kind of crazy. Right? No, like if I am, and in all my due diligence or whatever, I just, yeah, I've been burned before. I know exactly how the game works. If Hindenburg puts out, like, you have to follow them on Twitter, right? Because else, if you're playing penny stocks, if you're playing microcap, you have to follow them on Twitter so you can get that notification, you know. Every time they come out with a short attack and it's not your company, you dodge the bullet, right? Because we've seen from their track record, they're not always right. They're barely right. And they usually come up with quote unquote false claims or whatever. I never really cared enough to like look more into it. But there's like three weeks where you have a 20% loss. Yeah, right. Buy the dip. It's, it's a good kind of uh, notification, actually, 
on like when to be buying the dip or sell and buy later you know yeah or sell and buy lower look at this look at this pro trader over here but no you're absolutely right like it, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy i wonder how that would do as an index just following hindenburg and like citron mm -hmm. yeah like a short short uh social media short seller index and you just look, you know, you just, you know, short stocks or buy puts on the companies that they call out. Let's talk about the London hedge firm that went bankrupt because they were shorting GME again. Oh. Like it's, it's June. How are you this dumb? Right? Like you saw what happened in January, February, like how stubborn, arrogant, what a wanker. That's all I have to say. Like, good. I'm glad they're gone. It's the infinite short squeeze where shorters cause a squeeze which causes it to be shorted because it's higher than it should be logically which then causes the squeeze because it's being bought because it was shorted which then causes more shorters to enter the market which then causes it to squeeze because it's too high yeah no i get it. and you're absolutely right like you know it's another loop it's all it's loops. another self-fulfilling prophecy they're all loops they're all cycles but uh no so i'm glad I'm glad, like I would, you know, if I was a short seller and I said, G, you know, if someone came up to me and said, GME's $300, I'd be like, you know, GTFO, let me short this stock. But there's uh, a thousand other companies that are overvalued right now. Short them. Don't short something that's like a mainstream in the zeitgeist right now. That just seems, that just seems like you're playing with fire and they got burned. The, the joke of the matter is, like, all these hedge funds and stuff is that they're just the biggest gamblers at the casino. They're not, they're not like, oracles or, like, so brilliant. They take enormous risks all the time. And then give all of their shareholders a dedicated 10% every year or, like, whatever they agreed to on their contract. Yeah, that's all from Berkshire, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure they, they have, like, a Berkshire account and they just... You know, pay all the customers off from that. And then they just gamble with all the other money. You know, I'm not sure of that. That's obviously probably not how they do it. But you're right. Like, uh, I got an email today about three companies, Gold, Goldman Sachs, thought were going to increase over 40% in, like, the next year or so. And two of them, uh, PAY and FLYW, uh, were stocks that I literally talked about a month before on May 23rd. Uh, when they were IPOing, I did a, a breakdown in DD in the Discord about it. You know, so welcome to the game. Goldman Sachs are a little late, but glad to have you here. Well, they're slow, you know. They can't be quick and nimble like us. There's one thing to say, like, having a team dedicated to, like, four weeks worth of research on one specific company. Like, yeah, you'll find out every little nook and cranny, but, like, you'll be in and out before that research period is over. Right. I mean, think about that. A four week period. Like that's so bloated. Like, I don't know if it's actually for America. Weeks. I'm just guessing there. Right. But no, like... that, that's a good one. But even if it's even if it's one week. Right. Like we've all worked. We've all worked in a corporate environment. We all know how much shenanigans and goofing off happens like in, in the nine to five workday. You know, I remember some report. I don't remember the exact numbers, but, you know, about 20 percent of work gets done in the day. And then it's like, you know, 20 percent meetings. 40% like goofing off and then you've got like your lunch break and your smoke breaks or whatever. Like, you know, and we saw that during the, we saw that. Yeah. We saw that during the pandemic, right? Like you don't need to be in the corporate like office to, to be efficient and get stuff done. You don't need to work for a hedge fund. You just need to be a good analyst. I mean, it might help that I worked for the Russell, but whatever, that's not important. Psychedelics are illegal in California now. 
bro, are you tripping? No, that is exactly what's happening. Uh, legislation just passed in, in, in the Senate. Very exciting. Uh, you know, I'm not in California, nor do I participate in that kind of thing. But uh, the drug war is, is one of the biggest lies that have been told to America. And I'm glad to see, like, progressive states are, you know, turning around against that. Now it's only a matter of time before we see more data on it, right? Like if, you know, DUIs turns into DMT under the influence or whatever, then, you know, we might have, we might have to talk about that again. But at the moment, like, damn, like people were getting so pissed off about wearing a mask, not wearing a mask during a global pandemic. Like, let me smoke whatever I want to in my own house. So when are we going to take our vacation to, uh, like Santa Monica or something? Yeah, I guess we'll have to change that from buying an island to buying a uh, 100-square-foot 100, 100 apartment in San Francisco. Boom. That's a, that's a joke on their house costs. Incredible. But you can get MDMA there and LSD. And take it. I mean, you can get those drugs anywhere, but you can take them there. Legally. Legally. wonder if it'll help get people to move back after they've all been leaving from the high taxes. That's going to be crazy to be able to walk into, like, a, a, a pot shop, and then they're going to ask, like, do you want DMT on your joint? Yeah. Here, let me let me sprinkle a little DMT on here. A really fucking trip. You guys want to switch over from one of the most progressive states to one of the least progressive states and talk about what's happening in Alabama? Uh, so, WWR, what is that? Westwater Resources, right? Try to say that three times fast. Uh, they're getting included into the Russell Small Cap, but more importantly... Uh, they're building a plant in good old sweet home Alabama uh, where they're going to be partnering up with the Alabama government for funding and building a factory, something like that. What are they going to be producing? Uh, it's definitely not graphene, right? It's graphite. It's graphite batteries. Yeah. Graphite you batteries. You don't have a stickler about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, as you should be. There is a uh, potentially trillion dollar difference oh, for uh, sure. in those two materials. Uh, graphite is the stuff you use in the number two pencil, which probably hasn't been used in the last decade. Uh, and then graphene can literally be used on or in or for anything, basically. Basically. It basically improves literally, like, everything. It's a super material. The invention of graphene, whoever can actually mass produce it to scale, will be, you know, just like an immensely wealthy company if they can patent that process because it's like one of the only it can be used in clothes it can be used in batteries to make them highly efficient it's like one of the only even feasible things to build a uh, space elevator out of and like it can even be used to do like crazy things like take the vacuum radiation of the bubbling of our atoms and turn that into usable electricity i mean it's just um. like absolutely insane how much it can do and it literally affects every sector so it's it'll be a watershed moment if anybody ever figures it out but for right now wwr is just uh making graphite uh, graphite batteries and I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad play especially with all the uh cars going ev and this new deal is primarily for um mining rights um which expect to be begin mining operations in 2028. So there's still a pretty long timeline on this, but it's some good news right now in the foreground. Oh, I don't know about you guys, but 2028 is a very long ways away for me. Yeah, uh, in my trading seven strategy. years. Uh, I feel 
I feel like Vale could probably V A L E could probably be around a hundred dollars by the time uh, WWR even starts mining. And apparently the graphite belt in Alabama, you know, it's not only the uh, Bible belt but the graphite belt. Well, if they make a way to make graphene in that time, uh, that graphite deposit will be, you know, pretty valuable. So yeah, so going back to that, uh, Patrick, it sounded like so. Maybe it was just me, but I, I I took a keyword away to mass produce graphene, right? So like, have they created graphene in a, in a small quantity in a lab somewhere, or is this all just theoretical, right? Yeah, now? you can actually make graphene yourself at home by just like taking cellophane tape and uh, pulling it off. That was how they first made it. Just like some researchers, I think it was at like I don't know MIT or something. They, they were just like seeing like how thin could it be yes okay i do remember this i remember this is this is old this is like five plus years yeah it's been a while okay uh, they, it's all coming back so it was like a big deal right when right bef- when it came out but then they realized that they can't produce it at scale so they could like make it you know basically graphene the difference between graphene and graphite is that the atomic structure is all single layers so it's one singular layer of graphite, which has unique prof- properties. So it's actually really important that it's pure rather than, uh, you know, just regular graphite. It's a big difference. Well, I don't know like what you, you guys said, are doing in uh, kindergarten, K-12, but I feel like we should just, you know, skip maybe the history class and and have them work on that. Mass produce it that way. Good old-fashioned elbow grease. No one wants to work in this country anymore. Yeah, but they have they've tried several processes and nothing has really been able to produce it efficiently, basically. It's kind of like the fusion energy thing, where like once you do it, you have an efficient fusion energy source. You could have unlimited electricity because the only inputs are like water and you get out all the energy that you could possibly need. I mean, it's how our sun is burning for billions of years. Uh, it's similar to that, you know, we just haven't ever done it effectively. We can do it, you just can't do it effectively. You know, and you need to be able to make tons of this stuff. Tons, you know, not a little bit of tape. I imagine hundreds and millions of tons if you're gonna make a space elevator. Or, I mean, just to revolutionize every single thing. I mean, it could be used in clothing, armor, it could be used for computers, it can be used for batteries, it can be used for construction, anything. So if I have enough layers of cellophane tape that I've rubbed a pencil on, and I just stick them to myself, would I be bulletproof? I feel like that's where that's going. I think you'd be naked. You can stick enough stuff to you and be bulletproof, right? If I if I had, a, if I, had I don't know, five yards of styrofoam taped to me right i'd imagine maybe i don't know that'd be some fun math that'd be some fun math you'd eventually be able to slow it down enough where it wouldn't hit you though right you get you get it i get it physics and stuff so i also in the sector of like tech well didn't ddd weren't they doing like a what was it it was something with breast implants or uh breast reconstruction surgery It'll cost more because they are producing it. It is a 3D uh, printing company. They just had a new partnership with, I believe the name is Coal Plant. Yep. And yeah, so they're trying to help improve like breast reconstruction uh, treatments using, it blows my mind just even like trying to remember it's, it's soft tissue. They're like trying to 3D print with soft tissue, which is, in my opinion, 
super futuristic. It just, it's pretty, I'm going to say it's pretty damn cool. And, you know, if we're creating soft tissue, like how long is it before we're creating edible tissue? That's another thing where it'll be like revolutionized to the point of like a post-scarcity society where we all just have atomizers like in Star Trek and we just type in whatever we want and it just goes boop. I'm going to be picking mine up from Best Buy for sure. I, I do think uh, due to the capitalistic nature of assholes in charge, uh, I don't think scarcity is going away anytime soon. Like even once we can mass produce the best steak in the world and then I can go on Reddit or some torrent site and download that and plug it into my atomizer microwave and then, you know, create the best steak over and over and over again whenever I wanted to. Uh, I still think, you know, we're going to have a scarcity issue due to assholes. But I am very, very excited about having one in my lifetime. Yeah. I feel confident in saying that. What do you guys think? You think this is going to happen while we're still breathing? Yeah, they're not that far away from it. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's actually a lab uh, right now in Singapore that just uh, got approval for um, chicken cells that are grown in bioreactors. Uh, they, they can legally sell it uh, within Singapore now, which is pretty interesting. I got to be honest, though, it doesn't make me want to eat it. Uh, well, we've been lab growing meat for a while now, I think, right? It's It's, it's different, for sure, but technically kind of the same right yeah tomatoes tomatoes and tomatoes but no tomatoes <laughs> they only make tomatoes they they can only 3b print tomatoes they haven't figured out tomatoes yet oh tomatoes are better though have you ever met anyone that says tomatoes nope <laughs> never mind <laughs> you know what that's a good fucking point <laughs> that's a really good point that's why they haven't <laughs> ever figured it out i know uh, I will say one of my favorite things is using that idiom in a text form because it's just tomato, tomato. So I guess since we're talking about the future, right? Like Patrick thinks we're going to have this sometime, you know, in our lifetimes while we're still breathing. But what if Mother Nature's has something else in mind, right? Uh, not getting political, just talking pure facts right here with climate change. Uh, an article came out last week uh, from the leading, like, researcher and explorer uh in antarctica or in the arctic uh his name is dr marcus rex uh this is an interesting quote uh, i read about him i wanted to reread it to you guys get your thoughts on this the disappearance of summer sea ice in the arctic is one of the first landmines in this minefield one of the tipping points that we set off first when we push warming too far and one can essentially ask if we haven't already stepped on this mine and already set the beginning of the explosion. Now, due to my geographical location close to the ocean, I am, of course, always worried about this. You know, maybe in five years, I can sell my house for a beachfront property. Uh, but long term, this does not seem good, right? We were making progress turning this around during the global pandemic when everyone was locked down. But we're out of that now, right? And we're like revenge shopping. We're revenge uh, traveling, right? Cows are farting more than ever, I assume. I have no idea. But what do we do as investors with this? Do we buy Honeywell? Do we get more air conditioning units? What about wildfires? Buy property in Denver. All right. Is that a... They're high. Oh. oh I thought that was a Superman 3 reference with uh, Lex Luthor when he was buying like a bunch of property in the Midwest. And then he was going to like... Uh, sink the west coast or whatever and turn the beachfront property 
was that Superman three or maybe a parody of Superman three? Because as I say that plot out loud, it sounds terrible. Sounds like the dumbest movie of all time. Uh, but that's my childhood. You, you'd be nice to my childhood. But no, uh, I think this is really interesting. Like Honeywell air conditioners. What about like so like there's fires uh, in California. You know, every year they get more and more intense. I heard an article, or I heard an article, I heard a news report last week about, like, Arizona and New Mexico, with the sidewalks being over 150 degrees, so, yeah, like, they were, like, pet walking advisory warnings, like, do not walk your pet, do not, like, go outside in bare feet. Yeah, like, you literally burn your feet, yeah. Puppy shoes? Etsy? Who makes puppy shoes? Long puppy shoes. You're gonna have to get special shoes. Like Kevlar shoes or something. Graphene shoes? Come on, Patrick, you gotta tie it all back. You gotta tie it all back. For dogs. Graphene shoes for dogs. It sounds like Etsy, though, right? If I had to buy shoes for dogs, I'd probably go to Etsy first. So, my plays for uh, global warming and carbon stuff in general, so there's a few of them I would say is really important. And actually, Bill Gates has been investing in it as well. As among as some other very wealthy investors is uh, Thorium Nuclear Energy. There's a few that are doing it or trying to revolutionize it. So thorium can be used and it doesn't create as much nuclear waste, but nuclear energy, as you probably know, doesn't have any carbon, right? So there's no carbon footprint. It's not going to cause global warming. Um, And so, uh, so if you use thorium, it also doesn't have as bad of uh, nuclear waste as uranium. I think it, has a half-life of like a thousand years as opposed to like a million or something so obviously it decays a lot quicker but i think that's going to be a big thing as well as anything that's like a carbon recapture system that they'll have because while we have been ignoring the cost of polluting for like you know a hundred years because the government doesn't tax or do anything against uh gas or any other coal mining power plants or anything like that they're pretty favorable for them so we've just been polluting like with no cost to what it's going to actually take to take care of the environment so that we can all live here so carbon recapture is going to be necessary uh in the case that we can't do it and i mean honestly as humans we're not going to do anything until we have to do it you know, we're just procrastinators. So it'll get eventually get so bad that it's like, oh, we really fucked up. It'll be too late then. I don't know. Is it ever too late if all of humanity is at stake? You know, like there'll be a point where they'll say you can't drive cars anymore. And then you're going to have to move to uh, carbon recapture and stuff like that. And so with all the electric cars, well, you can drive an electric car if it's powered by thorium because thorium isn't a carbon... It's a carbon neutral uh, source of energy and you don't need to burn coal to make energy. So stuff like that. Also, uh, you know, actually also with uh, energy production is that Colorado and a lot of the West Coast, like I think Nevada as well, has a lot of geothermal energy, which is clean, obviously. So I think clean energies will be important. Um And then, you know, obviously thorium, because you can actually put it anywhere, and they can be really small. They uh, have a lot of electricity, obviously, you know, like geothermal electricity. It's clean. It's going to run forever. Like, even if we completely don't even have the sun or whatever, it'll still work. 
thorium you can put anywhere, whereas geothermal you have to have special locations. So that would be my big one. And then any sort of carbon recapture system or company. So I like what you're saying, but I disagree on a couple things. Uh, I think you asked, like, is it ever too late? I think two degrees is, like, scientifically the answer, right? Like, I don't think we're going to stop this in time. And then when you're talking about telling people not to, like, drive cars, we couldn't tell people to fucking wear masks without some kind of outrage. Now we're going to tell people not to drive cars. Uh, I understand what you're saying. Like, and, you know, I have the the highest hopes for humanity. We do. I like to think we're Armageddon and, or the Armageddon movie and we rally together. But being realistically. You have a top-down approach. We yeah, have to, I think, it'll be by force. Because it'll force. literally be everyone will die if you don't stop. Or you can drive an electric car powered by thorium energy. Oh, you know what? That sounds like a government buyback program where they will uh, buy your gas car for uh, a rebate or you can swap out for an electric. Maybe keep an eye on some $500 steals on Craigslist. Start loading up, start stockpiling on uh, gas cars. Yeah, that'll work for sure. That'll pay off. That's that's sure. that's your big investment, huh? <laughs> I bought all these $500 junkers cars. So that, that's just say like this. the uh, most tinfoil hat investment I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I think it's going to be a better long-term play than Tim once we start asteroid mining, uh, right? Yeah. With, the <laughs> yeah, with billions and billions of silver, silver in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. If we get there, we'll see. That's right. Yeah, if we even live that long. So calls on Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to Mars. Let's get to Mars, baby. You, wanna, you can pollute all you want on Mars. They need it. It's better if you pollute there. Preferable. Creates more atmosphere. I'm sure the Martians disagree, but no. I see what you're doing there. Don't they? They want lush, beautiful forests like we have, or will have had. Future past participle. Yes. You got it. There's, there's an English guy right there. What are you guys' thoughts on AMC in this upcoming month? Oh, God. I, go. I reserve my thoughts for a later date. <laughs> you reserve your th- nah, dude. There's enough data out there right now. We've been hovering between fifty-two and or fifty and sixty dollars for what seems like a lifetime. I don't know. I made a little bit of money on it uh, whenever it went, whenever it went into the teens, and then I was out. I, like I'm done. I'm not not touching it again. I literally bottom ticked it at one ninety. <laughs> I bought it. I was like, well, that's the bottom, and then uh, it went up to like two twenty, and I was like. Well, it's pretty much a bankrupt company anyway, so that's good. Oh, that's how I sold <laughs> yeah. most of my Doge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Doge too. I was like yeah. 0.005 to 0.8. That's great. Or 0.008, whatever. Yeah, I, no, I got in at a third of a penny and sold it at a seventh of a penny. And I was right, like, yeah, right. more than double my money on this meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. This meme is dumb, but hey, free money. Turns out I'm the meme. I'm the I joke know. here, guys. I know. When 100% just isn't nearly enough. Did you guys see it drop down below 17 cents? What do you guys think? Are you guys like proud of crypto for bouncing back the way it did? I like for a while there, for a couple of hours, I thought we were going to go see like the, the low 20s of Bitcoin. I was sitting cash, getting ready to buy along, and I've entered into Ethereum now. So that's what I'm holding for this wave. I'm still not convinced that it won't hit the low 20s. Yep. Oh, yeah. Me neither. It just wasn't this time. Uh, no, I, I completely agree with that sentiment. 
I would like to give a special shout out to Litecoin and it can go fuck itself. Right? Like, damn. Like, you're getting beat by a meme coin. Like, recover faster, Litecoin. You piece of shit. And if you guys aren't, if you guys, like, can't tell, I have a lot of Litecoin. <laughs> it is uh, the most coins of anything I have under. <laughs> tell you what those bags are like. Yeah, I'll tell you what those bags are like. They are not light. They are quite heavy. Quite heavy bags. Oh, oh, you were making the pun. I see, <laughs> yeah, I see yeah. it now. I like that. That was good. Well, do you guys have any cryptos you're keeping an eye on for this upcoming week? Uh, Theta for this upcoming week, for sure. On Theta? Are you talking about Theta? I am talking about Theta, yeah. Okay. Now, for the record, for uh, the new listeners, Tim's been talking about Theta for, for months now, or several weeks. To be fair, they're all new listeners. And we thank you for listening. Uh, so, Theta, basically, um, it's... What it's aiming to do is create kind of a decentralized network where you can rely on a peer-to-peer connection to be able to stream um, content. Uh, the content needs to be like provided on the Theta TV network. Um, but like for example, World Poker Tour has a channel that runs 24/7 on it. Same with NASA. There's a NASA channel that runs 24/7 on it. And what they actually do is. Um, there are some platforms kind of set up to uh, be like a part of like a, if you contribute to the network, like you use your bandwidth to be able to allow other people to connect to you to sort of be able to stream the same content a little bit faster and a little bit easier. Um, they actually pay you a cryptocurrency called T-Fuel, which is kind of like the gas token involved with uh, Theta. Um, there's like a few uh, phases that are uh, within like the entire Theta launch. And it's been, I'm pretty sure it's like a three-year-old project right now and is um, launching into Mainnet 3, which is like kind of their big public um, showcase to the world. And they have partners such as Google and Samsung. So there's, there, there's some pretty big uh, money kind of going behind this. And like it, it works really, really hand in hand with a few other cryptocurrencies that I think may like eventually merge into it or somehow be used kind of with it for like a proof of view token. Um, I'm looking at Verocity for that, but uh, I don't know. There, there's just some pretty unique stuff going on and it basically is creating a, uh, a bit of a like content sharing network that you don't need to rely on Google to run it or uh, Netflix to be hosting it or whatever. And if big corporations sort of adopt this kind of network, they don't have to pay millions, if not billions of dollars a year in data servers to store all of their information because it's always like kind of live floating through the internet. Oh, okay. oh man, that is... It's interesting. That is pretty cool. It's, yeah, it's really a little cool. bit more complex than that. That's a very like distilled like, yeah, down version. Review. But like, yeah, yeah. No, good. No, I need you to explain to me like I'm five. Uh, I appreciate that. I had two things that I thought were like really interesting when I was researching it. Is it was it makes it it's a coin that actually makes like streaming faster, which I think is really unique yeah. and interesting. And then also that I I believe the uh, CEO is like an ex head of YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, he was in the uh, development team, I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, it was something like that. Right. But they have YouTube some YouTube does big have some of the now. best compression algorithms. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, imagine like, if you lived in my area and your cell phone provider was uh, just randomly picking one out of a hat, AT&T, right? And you have no service, right? That'd be cool if you could piggyback off of, like, other people to get the service, right? From their cell phone to their cell phone, my neighbor's cell phone now to my cell phone. Right. Or you could just get Starlink if you're smart because it goes everywhere. I think that's in my Subaru. <laughs> is it really yeah yeah i think uh i have a starlink subscription through subaru i don't know what it does it's internet global internet well it needs to update its fucking maps the maps are so outdated i'm sure there's a button i just haven't pressed yet i don't know we just got it like a month ago i mean it wouldn't be starlink's problem because they haven't they haven't even launched to have outdated maps yet it's a user error for sure yeah starlink's pretty crazy it's faster than fiber optics, and it goes everywhere. Uh, according to this website, Subaru Starlink and vehicle technology, Starlink brings multimedia content, smartphone connectivity, seamless navigation, extra safety, and everyday convenience to Subaru vehicles. This suite of onboard technology helps make every drive more entertaining, confident, and comfortable. So I don't think we're talking about the same Starlink. Maybe not. Yeah. Starlink is uh, by Elon Musk. Right, yeah. And I don't think internet. I don't think Elon Musk is You never know, man. At least I haven't yeah, doing anything with Tesla. Or sorry, Subaru. That was a forty inch slip. He's obviously doing stuff with Tesla. That'd be weird. Yeah. So I think that's just and looking through, I don't see a single trademark or TM next to the word Starlink, so I don't think we're talking about the same thing at all. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Roots Report by Roots Research LLC. Everything discussed in this podcast should be considered to be disinterested commentary between hosts, and this is not financial advice, as we are not financial advisors. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Spotify, and join our Discord link in the descriptions below. This has been The Roots Report, and stay rooted. Cue the outro. Welcome to the Roots Report, where we will not abort. We'll go short, we'll go long, everybody sing this song.